Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, and you guys, we're actually recording this episode on a Sunday, so the draft is fresh in our minds. We're ready to recap it. We're ready to react for you all, and you'll be hearing this on Thursday, but this is our fresh, like, literally the draft Mm -hmm. just ended. Raw reactions. Hours ago. It's Saturday night, so this is is the raw reaction episode, so get ready. It is. It's also so funny because we haven't recorded this far ahead of the air date in so long, but it's going to be... It's going to be May the 4th, Star Wars Day, which is fun for hopefully some of our listeners. I know that the Yankees (laughs) always do Star Wars Day and they're doing like, you know, they do the bobbleheads and the Star Wars music. So it's always fun. So happy May 4th to those who celebrate. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Uh, Let's get right into the episode, Maddie. We have a doozy of one. But before we get into our draft streams of consciousness, bear with us, friends, because... Our notes today are all over the place. You're just going to have to get an inside look in our mind. And that's what this episode is today. But before we get there, we're going to talk about a very special locker room lady, Michelle Lambert. You guys probably don't know who this is, but we're going to tell you why she is so unique. So we talked about Jimmy Buckets, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler, last week and everyone's kind of talking about him he's the talk of the town after his performance in that heat versus bucks first round playoff series and he was a huge reason to the heat being able to advance to round two in in the nba playoffs this this season so that being said we always talk about the male athletes and a lot of the time the common denominator is the strong women behind them, surrounding them, supporting them. And Michelle Lambert is just that to Jimmy Butler, Charlotte. Yes. her. So Jimmy Butler, I feel like this is commonplace for you have an amazing athlete with an incredible story, but such a tough upbringing. His father left him when he was very, very young. Things got bad around his preteens, tween ages. His mother left him. I mean, there's a lot of speculation out there of what happened and why things happened. We won't get into it, but the point is he had a really, really tough upbringing and nobody from his extended family tried to help him out at all. So he ended up living with a friend for a good two years, couch surfing, and he met a person named Jordan Leslie who became one of his closest friends. They had a similar background and they shared a lot of similar stories. And Jordan's mother, Michelle Lambert, ultimately took in Jimmy Butler and he became one of her own. So Maddie, she had four children of her own. Her husband had passed away and her new husband had three kids of his own. So this was such a blended big, amazing family. It kind of is a little reminiscent of the blind side. You have this big family with resources and they can bring somebody in and support them and make him another son. And it's just so special that, you know, there are stories that are true. Like And that Jimmy there. Butler says that he credits 
Michelle for helping him become who he is today and that he talks to her every day and that he considers her his mom, which I think is so special. So, I mean, who knows where he would be if he didn't have that support system. And I just think it's incredible that now he was able to seize the opportunities that presented themselves to him. And now he's literally Jimmy Buckets making making waves and absolutely dominating the conversation for the Miami Heat right now in this playoff run. So we'll be watching him to see how he does in this next series. I love this story. I just think it's so special to learn a little bit more about his background. And I think it, it just helps you get to know the person behind the athlete on the court a little more. Yeah, absolutely. With Mother's Day coming up, I'm thinking about my own mother and how I couldn't imagine not having such a strong female role in my life. So for him to have somebody like Michelle Lambert, that's just incredibly special. And he says she didn't give birth to me, but she's my mom. So I love that. Special. All right, Maddie, let's get into our NFL draft recap bonanza. Lots to discuss. I think we just take it from the top, Maddie. Number one pick. We predicted it. We knew it was going to happen. Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. He swears he didn't know. But I'm like, you have to know, right? He has to, right? Like, they had to have told him, right? Like, we're planning, or were they kind of, like, were they like, oh, we're not sure who we're going to take? I don't know. But I feel like because it's the first pick, like, they don't have to worry about what other teams are going to do. They have it secured. They can tell him. But I don't know. I would assume that he at least had an inkling that his name was going to get called. Um, He looked happy, but he didn't look as surprised as someone who says he didn't know. But he definitely looked excited. He seems so down to earth, Charlotte. I think he has such a cute personality. Like, he just seems like a nice guy and he he has Mm -hmm. like a good head on his shoulders. So I think that's an awesome pick from the Panthers. I think he's going to do really well as their franchise guy. And I think we're going to be hearing a lot about Bryce Young in the future. And I didn't actually know this, Charlotte, but the second Mm -hmm. overall pick is actually a childhood friend of Bryce Young's. That's right. So the Texans I didn't know they were friends either. Yeah. So the Texans went with CJ Stroud as number two overall. And Charlotte, did you predict that? No. Okay. Close. I was (laughs) – shocked when I saw this. I could have sworn CJ Stroud was going to go at least like six down. I didn't think he was going to go top five. So for him to go second blew my mind. Yeah, this – I actually thought it was going to be Will Levis. If you remember our episode last week, I thought that he was going to go number two to the Texans. I was also shocked when I got – I was watching the draft in kind of an odd way this season – so yeah, you were you were like at work, but also like, oh god, the draft is on. I need to call Charlotte because yeah. that that one shocked the nation. I I don't yeah. think he was expecting to go second, Maddie. His reaction. We talk about Bryce Young's reaction, and maybe he knew because his reaction wasn't so excited, or maybe he's just a stoic kind of guy. But C.J. Stroud was nearly in tears. He didn't yeah. expect that either. He was like and overwhelmed. Yes. With emotion, you could tell yes. he he was just kind of like taking it all into. If you looked, his his people that were surrounding him were trying to talk to him and like be excited, and he just kind of it looked like he just wanted to hear them call his name and yeah. take that moment in because like oh my gosh, I have literally chills even thinking Me about too. it because it just you could tell that he knew this moment was going to be life changing for him and he wanted to just 
experience it and hold on to it for as long as possible. It was a very, very special reaction. But yeah, I didn't actually know this until today, but apparently Bryce Young and CJ Stroud became friends in middle school at a football camp in California. And they like have stayed friends for years and years and years. And Bryce Young said they FaceTimed like every week while they were in college. And They just have continued to support each other. So if you actually saw the video, I don't know if you saw it, Charlotte, but they had eyes on Bryce Young when they called CJ Stroud's name too. And he looked so happy for his friend. Like, I think that's so special. Think about like when you're growing up and you're playing sports and like you have a close friend that you play sports with growing up. Like, can you imagine being picked at, at number one and number two overall in the NFL draft a few years later? Like, that's just wild to me. So... Something, Charlotte, that we kind of both got right, but we also kind of both got wrong, is the third overall pick. So blockbuster trade, the Texans select CJ Stroud, and then again, shock the nation, by trading up to pick three with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they gave them their later first round or early second round pick. And then they had to give them a couple of future picks. They had to give them a lot to get this, this third overall pick. And so last week, if you remember, Charlotte thought that the Houston Texans were going to select Will Anderson Jr. at pick two. And I thought that the Cardinals were going to select Will Anderson Jr. Sorry. I thought that the Cardinals were going to select Will Anderson Jr. at pick three. So in a weird turn of events, both seem to be true. He did go at pick three and he did go to the Texans. We're just going to ignore the parts we got wrong there, but we're we're blind to them. I don't see those. (laughs) I absolutely am so on the Will Anderson bandwagon. I think he seems like an awesome guy. This kid seems so humble. He seems hardworking. He just seems like a stand-up guy. I've been watching a couple videos and and right off the bat, so Charlotte, I mentioned that I was watching the draft in a kind of an unconventional way this year. Normally, I'm like glued to my couch as soon as it kicks off and I'm watching the entire thing. This year, I actually signed up for a 5K with my work on the same day as the draft without realizing because it was months ago when I signed up. Um, But I committed to that. So I did that. And I was just having to watch on my phone and like get all of the alerts as they were happening. So I would get an alert and then I would call Charlotte freaking out about it. Oh my God. Will Anderson, Maddie, he is probably one of my favorite from this draft class. This is my favorite athlete from this draft class. I... We have been watching him for a couple of years in college now, and he just is such such a breath of fresh air. He's entertaining. Like you said, he's mature he, beyond his years. He's adorable. Um, you sent me a video, and I want you to tell everybody about it because it was so cute, the video that you sent me on Instagram today. So a couple of things, actually. Just he, first of all, Something that he said right after he got drafted, which I think speaks volumes about his character, he said, uh, quote, it just showed me that they think I'm a special player, that I'm a high character guy, and that they believed in me to go in there and just do everything I said. Keep my head down, work hard, and just bring energy every day. I appreciate it so much. I told them a dozen times. I'm so appreciative of them. I don't take this for granted because that's just showed me how much they actually wanted me here. 
That's all I wanted. I wanted to go somewhere where I felt wanted, where I felt like it was family, and that's what I'm big on. So I'm just getting that feeling from them. It means everything. He seemed so grateful for this. And this is someone that from the beginning of last season in the NFL, we kind of had an inkling that he was going to go top five. Like this guy was consistently named as someone who was going to be a target for a lot of teams. So it's not like this is shocking that he went in the top three. I mean, he could have gone second. He could have gone first. Like truly this guy really, I mean, we knew it was the Panthers. So we we knew he probably wasn't going to go first once the Panthers traded up for that pick, but depending on who who had that first pick, he could have been their target, but he was seriously. And they really could have used him. Right. Right. If I'm the bears, I would have picked probably would have picked Will Anderson Jr. Right. So definitely I just love his humility and just graciousness that he displayed. I think he seems so down to earth. And Charlotte, the video, I'm like going back to see what I sent you because I sent you a couple. so amazing. This oh is- my gosh. Yes. Okay. So even going off of that, after he gets drafted, he says that that comment about just how thankful he is and how humble he's ready to be and how he's ready to get to work. And then they show him going to the facility after he gets picked in Houston. And he's talking to the employees that are behind the camera, like the media team, mm-hmm. presumably. And he's like, you guys are my coworkers. Like, I'm a working man in America right now. Like, you guys are my coworkers. I'm not just a student athlete anymore. Like, I'm ready to work with you. And I just think that's so cute and so special. And just, I don't know. I feel like that probably made the, their, his coworkers, quote unquote, probably feel really cool because obviously you don't really maybe think about it in that same p- capacity because I feel like a lot of times NFL players are kind of put up on a pedestal and don't necessarily have the Absolutely. access to the kind of behind the scenes people on teams. I mean, yeah. I've never worked for an NFL team, so I don't know for sure, but that's just the perception I get. But I love that he was looking at them like, oh my gosh, so excited to work with you guys. Like I'm ready to be here. It was just it's so adorable. cute. I think he's awesome. It's refreshing yes. to see something like that. And uh, another, we talk about shocking picks. I am not surprised with this because I did predict it in the last episode. Anthony Richardson going that high at pick number four to the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Yes. This is a player, Maddie, who is tied for the fewest amount of starts last season. And he still broke records at the Combine. So I think that his maybe not so great performance in the regular season was kind of like, you know, undermined by is that the right word am I looking do you know what I'm saying is that the right word his combine numbers really outweighed his poor season that's what I'm right right okay so I'm not surprised he went this high exactly exactly breaking some records there with his vertical jump and a couple other categories as well so he I'm I'm really interested to watch him play Charlotte you say you're not surprised that he went that high. I am, however, surprised that Will Levis went wow. so low. So we had talked about Will Levis last week. I thought he was going to go in the top five, number two overall. I mean, that was maybe a little bit aggressive of a prediction for me, but it was definitely projected for him to go in, I'd say, the top 15, I thought he was 20. Go yeah, absolutely. I, everyone was thinking he was going to go in the first round for sure to the point where he went to the green room. So they invited, I think, 17 players to the green room and only 13 of them got drafted. So 
Definitely a little heartbreaking watching that. That they and they kept showing Will Levis. Like I don't really feel like they were cutting to the other players that went there and didn't get drafted as much. But Will Levis was like every other shot. I feel like after it hurt, reached a certain point, once you hit like pick fifteen, it was like less than a two percent chance on ESPN's calculator that Will Levis would still be available at this point in the draft. Like, and like, let's not bury the kid. Yeah, I mean, and at, at the end of the day. I get it. Like, I think it's it's definitely kind of an ego thing. Like, oh, you, you go in the first round. Like, there's definitely has to be that kind of aspect to it. But at the end of the day, this is the beginning of your career. Like, you really haven't made a name for yourself yet. Look at Tom exactly. Brady. He was, un- was 199 say, overall. Yep. And he's – Even he's Brock Purdy last uh, year. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant. But that's what they were calling him. He definitely became Mr. Irrelevant during the season. But Tom Brady – at that time, 199 overall, he's now, I think, universally recognized as the greatest of all time. So it doesn't matter at the end of the day whether you're picked first or last or anywhere in between. The bottom line is you got drafted and you have a chance to make a name for yourself and to totally. prove yourself. So I definitely think that had to have been tough to kind of just been sitting there on the couch, like waiting. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? And he he went 33 overall. So he literally Which was not that bad. In this draft, it was two picks away from the first round. And in a normal draft, it would be one pick away from the first round because typically there's 32 picks in the, in the first round in this year because the Dolphins mm-hmm. forfeited their first round pick. It ended up being... 31 picks in the first round and the 32nd overall pick was the first of the second round, which thanks to the Chase Claypool trade with the Chicago Bears belonged to my Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but definitely was tough uh, yeah, seeing him. He, he, he was, he definitely seemed nervous and, and I kind of felt bad <laughs> that they kept showing him, but I'm sure he's so, not even thinking like, about that anymore. I'm sure he's just ready to get to work. He's ready to get point. to work. And that's what they all say. And that AFC South is going to be really interesting and very young at the quarterback position. Now with Stroud, Richardson, and Levis, and we have Trevor Lawrence, of course. If Tannehill does not start the first game, everybody will be under the age of 24 years old. Every starting quarterback in that division. So that's crazy. We are entering a new era, Maddie. We really are. We talked about this last year with this younger – younger uh, generation of quarterbacks and just any position player. So that's fun. I like the new blood, so it's fun. Maddie, you talked about the Steelers. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say another kind of standout thing for me in terms of mm-hmm. the the first round was that Bijan Robinson went so high at pick number eight. Yes. I mean, just two seasons ago when the Steelers were looking at Najee Harris, the I think he went, I want to say it was like 24th pick overall something something in that ballpark and I remember the criticism from a lot of of people outside was that that was way too early to draft a running back you don't need to get a running back in the first round it's 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 not a smart pick it's it's not Mm -hmm. tactful blah 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 but Bijan Robinson going number eight I mean that's that's crazy high if you're saying that just the first round is is too early but I mean he looks like he's going to be incredible I think I heard he was getting compared to Saquon Barkley like it's gonna be I think he's gonna be a really solid pick for the Falcons and I agree I think the Falcons had a couple of like early picks that it kind of made sense maybe in their case and he was definitely a sought after uh prospect so that one was was surprising I think 
The Eagles are just getting better and better with this draft. They're scary. Yeah, they got Jalen Carter, which was definitely a sought-after prospect. And also, they got DeAndre Swift out of trade with the Lions because the Lions went with – they grabbed a running back early too. I think it was Jameer Gibbs. Yes, Jameer Gibbs. So the the Lions also grabbed a running back early. I think it was like in the top twenty. Yeah, and it's funny because this is the two running backs going that early hasn't happened since something since of, Saquon Barkley in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's the first time in six years. So yeah. this, by the way, six years ago that doesn't seem like 2018 in my brain that seems like 2015. Yeah, that's crazy right <laughs> but so that's crazy but yes it this I mean if we have two running backs going that high like you said you don't really choose a running back that early so typically but in in this draft it seems like we, we saw that cool I, I definitely I'm I'm gonna be excited to see how they do this season mm-hmm. given and how the Eagles Maddie the Eagles are scary, especially yeah. as a Giants fan. I am getting a little intimidated, and I think that's what they want me to think. But they got the <laughs> junkyard dogs. They've got three players from this Georgia team, and they have DeAndre Swift, like you said, who also went to the University of Georgia. So it's just like a feeder feeder program for the yeah. University of Georgia. You just go to the Eagles after, which scares the crap out of me as a Giants fan. But Absolutely. Charlotte, so you said let's get into the Steelers. I'm never going to complain about that. Uh, Let me set the scene for you. So I had just done a 5K, had gone back to the office with my coworkers, grabbed my stuff. Everyone's like, should we do happy hour? I guess it's not really happy hour. Just should we go go to a bar, get some drinks, whatever? And I was like, eh. If I leave right now, I can get home. By the time my Steelers are on the clock. So I'm I'm ready to bounce. So I get in the car. I put on the Pat McAfee show Draft Spectacular on YouTube to listen to it. I think it was like pick. I think the, the Lions had just selected Jameer Gibbs whenever I got in the car. So I was like, okay, perfect. This is great. I have plenty of time. Definitely in 25 minutes is going to be a right perfect timing. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the car, and plot twist, the Steelers traded up. I think I might have actually been the Falcons pick whenever I got in the car, because it was like, I was 10 minutes away from home, and I was like, do I pull over? Like, I need to figure out what's happening here. Who are they taking? Because I, as we said last week, I was hoping that they would take Joey Porter Jr. I was like, what are they doing here with this pick? They're going up. But now it makes sense because they needed offensive linemen and the Jets and the Commanders also were eyeing that position. So they traded with the New England Patriots, which I think the only way that the Patriots were willing to to help us out and, and trade with us is because maybe they hate the New York Jets more and they didn't want someone in their division to get the sought after offensive tackle that we selected in Broderick Jones. So I'm happy about it. I think it's an excellent pick. I'm all about let's protect the quarterback. We saw Kenny Pickett go out twice with concussions last season, and we got to build 
up the line yeah. around him. So I am all for yeah. this. He is huge. He looks like he's ready to go. And I am very, very excited to see the offensive line shape up in Pittsburgh this year. I think it's awesome. And I think that what this has really shown me in how aggressive the Steelers have been this offseason and in this draft is that they are they are serious. They are ready to to get behind Kenny Pickett as a franchise quarterback and do whatever it takes to get these Steelers back up. Stairway to seven, baby. I am so excited about it. I was literally freaking out. And as I was listening to it, they had J.J. Watt on the Pat McAfee draft spectacular. And he was talking about some of the other, you know, prospects on defense. And he he mentioned, you know, potentially could we get Christian Gonzalez if if we before we knew what was going to happen there with the the 14th pick and saying basically that if we got a solid cornerback it maybe give TJ a couple more seconds to get to the quarterback so later on the Steelers in a kind of shocking tra- turn of events ended up with the 32nd overall pick i heard that pretty much every NFL team made calls to Pittsburgh to talk about potentially trading up for that pick. And they told them all no, because their guy was still available. And pretty much the Steelers got exactly what they wanted in a little bit of an unconventional way by getting Joey Porter Jr. still at pick 32. So I thought they were going to have to take him at 17. Turns out they ended up being able to get both guys that they were eyeing in the first round. And I consider Joey Porter Jr. I know for him, maybe it's it's not – it's like, ah, oh, he went in the second round. But I consider it a first-round pick. And you could tell, like, just based on when they were showing Mike Tomlin with the 32nd overall pick before they announced it, he was smiling ear to ear. Like, he was excited about whoever they were going to call. And so I was so excited. I'm really yeah. excited to have another another Joey Porter in the Berg. And, and, you know, it's really like going back home for him because he grew yeah. up in Pittsburgh because yes. his dad was playing there. So – Love, love, love the storyline, but I love how it's going to pan out even more. So Charlotte, the Pittsburgh Steelers draft was actually so good to the point where this is actually the first draft fully by our new general manager, Omar Khan, because Kevin Colbert retired after the draft. And the nickname that he's gotten amongst Pittsburgh fans is the Khan Artist. Because Ooh. his last name is Khan, and he Ooh. he has artfully crafted a beautiful 2023 draft draft class for this team. So I'm excited. I mean, obviously, it's always a gamble. You never know how any player is going to pan out. But I am happy with the needs that they addressed in this draft, and I'm happy with what I've seen based on some research after each guy that they've chosen and charlotte speaking of it's always a risk someone that i was kind of not sure about that got drafted Mm -hmm. in the fourth round stetson bennett what are your thoughts on him as an nfl qb i mean i think we all kind of expected him to go low um i i I feel like it's high i feel like it's high kind of for stetson bennett for stetson bennett maybe but i never (laughs) predicted him to be an amazing NFL quarterback, maybe a really good backup, maybe somebody who will get some right. reps uh, in the league. Maybe like a Colt McCoy type? Yes, yes. 
And I mean, I love Stetson Bennett. He's another amazing story. It was so fun to watch him and cover him this season. But I don't think we're I mean, I was so for I so forgot that he was in this draft class. I know, I did too. And, and, and it was very, bad. very quarterback heavy yes. draft. And especially like the fact that we had three quarterbacks go in the top four picks, all of them being black quarterbacks, which is something that's never happened in the top um mm-hmm. five picks, having three of them be black quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's a huge step forward and something so that's true. amazing, but also yep. huge for quarterbacks for that quarterback position. But then after really early, you know, the first couple picks, we didn't see anymore until uh, later in the draft, but a ton of quarterbacks went. So yeah. this should be interesting, especially there are a lot of teams that really need to address that position. So we'll see. But Charlotte, yeah. let's let's talk about your Giants. How do you let's think they did? About- uh, they're definitely a team that does not need to address that quarterback position. Right. In getting a new quarterback. We're backing they need to Danny J. Getting him some help and some support. I predicted Jalen Hyatt, uh, Hyatt to go to the 25th pick. They actually traded up to the 24th pick, and they snagged Deontay Banks, the offensive tackle. Or, sorry, Deontay Banks, the cornerback from University of Maryland. So that was a really good Nice get. I thought, okay, let's give this guy, this quarterback, Daniel Jones, who we just invested a lot in, let's give him some weapons. But I think the quarterback is a ama- uh, sorry, the cornerback is an amazing choice for them. Probably the most logical and reasonable choice for the Giants at this present moment. Right. Um, Deontay Banks has allowed the lowest completion, the third lowest completion percentage in the Big Ten. So that is all you need to know. Let's let's hope he does some work out there with those Giants because. They were on the comeback, Maddie. They really were on the upswing this season, making it to the playoffs. So to get Deontay Banks to ha- bolster that that position a little bit, he's probably going to start opposite of Adoree Jackson. So that'll be really nice to see. And then also to get Jalen Hyatt um, was so fun. I love Jalen Hyatt. He is going to be magical in New York. Yeah. I was so excited. You did predict it. The funny so thing is, both of us predicted the guys that our teams drafted, but we predicted them to go earlier than they did go. So the magic that both of our teams had to work to still get those players, but later in the draft, I'm very Absolutely. impressed by by the front Absolutely. office on both both sides. But I was actually hoping the Giants would take Jordan Addison. And he went Aww. literally the pick before them, I think, to the Vikings. So that that was a little tough. But I know you you wanted Jalen Hyatt. So I'm excited for, so for you. You guys needed offensive weapons. And I'm happy that they addressed that. So yes. should be interesting, Charlotte. Yeah, and it's funny because I was reading a lot on the Giants and – and people were saying they eh, they have enough offensive weapons. I'm thinking, why why not pick up another receiver or a tight end or a let them battle it out in training camp, right? Exactly, and I it doesn't hurt to have a whole bunch of weapons on your team, and right. they have especially nice- if you address the needs. Like exactly, if you have what you need and you want to take. Like the Steelers drafted a tight end, which actually surprised me a little bit because I felt like we had a solid uh, depth on tight end. But then the more I read about maybe the reasoning behind it and maybe some shifting around that they're going to do. And the guy that we got is huge and he's uh, presumably going to be used as a blocking tight end. So it kind of made sense the more that I read up on it. And obviously it just goes to show that the guys that are making these decisions 
know a hell of a lot more yeah. about what the team needs than we do, Charlotte, at, sitting at home. And that's like anyone, even experts, like yeah. official experts that come in and go on ESPN the morning of the draft and make their predictions. It is so unpredictable. And this draft especially yeah. was so unpredictable. I mean, 17 people got invited to the green room and only 13 of them even went in the first round. So it's just impossible to predict what's going to happen. It is like March Madness bracket era level yeah, impossible to, to predict. Imagine, could you imagine working that show? That's got to be – you got to get your highlights ready for everybody. Oh, crap. We have to right. do CJ Strouds right here. Let's roll right. that back. Oh, my God. Right. So, you have to have everything. Who to that broadcast team Everything well, prepared. Because- yeah. I mean, this the thing I'll say about the draft is that it always gets me so excited for football season. And it's like we still have six months or so to wait before we're actually going to see six months? what oh any of these guys are. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe five months. What is it? It's like September because you have yeah. – I mean, you get preseason, but I think the first game yeah. is in September and it's April right now. Yeah. So five months. Wow. Right? Wow. That's five months. It, it does give you a little taste of it. I'm kind of getting yeah. a little bit excited for, to watch these guys, especially yeah. these brand new quarterbacks in their new role. It's and you'll just so see what happens. It's always good to bring in to bring in fresh athletes and kind of see how the dynamic of the team changes, to see to add a little competition to mm-hmm. your returning players, to the veterans, yeah. to see like, hey, there's a younger guy coming in. Like, what can you do better? What can, how can you show that you're still at the, that competing level? So I love it. I'm super excited mm-hmm. to see how these guys shake out in the NFL. And I'm, I'm very happy to see um, some teams like the Texans that are really investing in their future. And I mean, they've been struggling for a couple of years now, and it finally seems like things are looking up for Houston. So I'm excited just to see how everything – plays out this season charlotte we'll have to wait unfortunately but it was a good little little taste this weekend we will we will but in the meantime if uh, you guys are bored this weekend starting thursday the wells fargo championship on cbs will be uh i will be on the team helping uh broadcast that my first bout at golf so i'm very excited yes charlotte so if you guys are bored and you're you're missing football sorry you're gonna have to wait but watch the golf (laughs) Let's a, lot, a lot of the football players in their off season are playing golf. Or watching so. or playing golf. Yeah. Right? So exactly. you can watch them. Sure. On that I'll note, Charlotte. On <laughs> Until next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.